Hello there, it's me, Professor Oak. I'm here to tell you about a new podcast series from Super NPC Radio, all about the original Pokemon games. Pikachu. That's right, Pikachu. Your favorite trainers are playing through Pokemon Red, Blue, and Yellow for their next Games Club series, and you can hear all about their journey. Look, my grandson is here. What's his name again? Well, my name is Gary, but whoever is playing the game named me Butt. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. But, I mean, Gary, did you subscribe to their Patreon to follow along with their Pokemon journey? Yeah, but only because I know they'll need help from me along the way. Catch the Pokemon Red, Blue, and Yellow Games Club by subscribing at the $10 DJ Toad tier at patreon.com slash supernpcradio to hear new episodes every Friday. We'll see you there, listeners. Gotta catch them all. Welcome back to Call Me By Your Game, the podcast where I, your host, Connor McCabe, bring on a guest to hear from them about a meaningful video game from a particular moment in their life. On the show, we talk as much about what made playing that game special, what they enjoyed about it, and what still sticks out today, as we will get into the context of when and how they had this uh, memorable time with it uh, in the first place little bit of housekeeping up top is that anything that me or my guest plug today, you can find in the show notes. So you can go down uh, wherever you're listening to this podcast and click a nice little clean link to whatever we plug. For instance, you can find us on social media, on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, you can also uh, support the show a few different ways. You can rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts, and that really helps uh, our uh, our. Uh, listenership and helps the show grow. More people can find us easily. And if you do that, um, if you leave a nice review, I'll read it on the show. And I say this often, we don't get a ton of reviews, but guess what? I got a new one. So let's go ahead and read it from Courtney 1989 says, love this pod. So fun to learn about all these awesome games and hear why they are so loved by guests. Great pod, funny, relatable, and sweet. And gosh, darn it. What a, what a nice review. Thank you, Courtney. Um, Apple Podcast is the only place I can see your reviews, though, so if you leave one on Spotify or wherever you listen, feel free to DM me, and I'd love to read it on the show because uh, it's really fun to read, and it also helps us, so thank you. Uh, you can also share the show with a friend, whether they love video games or the game that our guest has brought on to discuss on the main event today. You can find us on Discord. Um, there's a link in the show notes as well where if you want to have a wonderful conversation with some uh, really sweet and respectful people about games or anything on the network there's a link in the show notes. And lastly, we're over on Patreon at patreon.com slash super NPC radio, where you can find a whole network of video game podcasts. Um, and that's a way that uh, you can support us. Uh, if you like me and you've enjoyed listening to me for a while, you can check out a, a, a preview of some of these episodes in this feed before you even subscribe at whatever tier makes sense for you. And currently our big ticket item is 
we're replaying the original Pokemon series, uh, red, blue, and yellow, going through those in a book club style format. So every single Friday, a new episode comes out, and that'll be happening through uh, most of July. But anyway, you can just click a link and find out about all that stuff there. Uh, that'll do it for the housekeeping, and I'll finally introduce our guest for today's episode. So please welcome improviser, an actor from things like Cursed Friends and Dropout, Ruha Taslimi. Hi. Hey, welcome. Uh, what? Uh, and I got to know, uh, on if you were to grade me 1 to 10, how was the, the opening rambling? Well, pressure's on, huh? Um, yep, and I will take this personally. Honestly, 10 out of 10. <sighs> Woo, sigh of relief for me. Smooth, Thank you so much. Smooth, detailed, just, you know, uh, impressive. I'd say impressive. I appreciate yeah. that. I, I try not to let myself to get tripped up where I misspeak or or pronounce something wrong, uh, like a word that I've said my whole life. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, didn't don't know why I felt the need to draw attention to it right now, but I did. Well. Um, Ruha, I'm so glad to have you on the show uh, today. An episode that's been months in the making. Um, I know you. How I know the majority of the guests on this show, as our listeners will know through the improv community here in Los Angeles, specifically stemming from uh, the Upright Citizens Brigade. Uh, I don't remember specifically the, like, the moment we met. I try to remember that on the show, mm-hmm. but I'm almost sure that I met you through uh, going to mock improv. Yes, I agree. You, yes. And like I had seen you perform before, certainly on because weren't you on a mess hall team with like Xander at one point? I was, yes. I, I yeah. saw... I saw this team perform, but I remember, I think just circling each other for a while at Mock, it was just one of those things, possibly, where it was just like, oh, yeah, we sort of just know each other, and you were always very friendly and welcoming to me, Um, unless I'm forgetting something. No, well, you're very friendly and very supportive. You were just, I I remember you first from Mock. Okay, great. But immediately a person that was just like, so nice and clicked and i don't know you'd let me know that you were a fan of mine and i was like i love to be liked yes (laughs) Yes. but yeah you were just you were just so cool and i think you know oscar and i would do mock a lot together back then and i feel like you were just like so cool and so nice to us and we were like we love connor (laughs) ah thank you that's so that's really that's really nice to hear and i really appreciate that but Yeah. yeah yeah like i mean you two specifically were two um, you know, that was a community that was welcoming and I think had only only grew to be more welcoming as mm-hmm. as time went on. Um, but uh, I think I even did my first like guest set. well, I rem- I remember it was with Oscar, Risa, and Joe Fahey. Uh-huh. Uh, cause it was one of those times where, you know, going to mock improv again for the listener, a show where it's generally the same cast of like 40 people and people will come guest every week mixed up onto different teams mm-hmm. um i think it was just one of those weeks where it's like oh nobody from team three came yeah, uh, yeah. so we'll get oscar and rice are here and joe and connor you can guest with them uh way back when amazing what a fun first so, show there um but that's how that's how we at least came to know each other yeah. would see each other around uh and i did get to play with you there and yes but whether we played on the same team or got to be a fan of each other and watch each other's sets it was it was nice very nice um you know since then have gotten to see you perform a bunch on you know the ucb stage Mm -hmm. both on 
uh, on Mod Night, but more Harold just because I've been around Harold a lot more. Absolutely. Um, with the improv team uh, Ghost, with we've got had several guests, inclu- and Coach of Ghost. Curtis was a recent guest. Oh, good, yeah. Uh, on the show. <laughs> Um, but that's how you yeah. know. I know I know you, and we um, got on together. I, we we got on Harold and I at the same time, and we debuted we did. our team's debut together. Yes, so the we- same show. Uh, uh, it's 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 not surprising, but like I think a I have a, a really good memory, so I I can remember things like that, and I contextualize it like. Ruha and I got on at the same time and <laughs> and other people or this is when this person did this thing that I remember and so it's just uh it's nice to know that someone else might remember it the same way or just you know also mm-hmm. contextualize it like that because it was special to me and so uh, I'm glad you remember it too yeah likewise yeah <laughs> I was like um, does Connor not remember our time at mock together no okay good it impacted both of us um, of course it's always yeah. really nice to be like oh we both were like we were both were appreciating and taking in the same or similar thing and we remember it it's cool yes yeah. I think maybe even more so now just that you know I I know it's not that far in the past but it feels like a different phase of life in some ways mm-hmm. Um, because I don't, I've done like a, maybe one mock since it came back, you know, post COVID in quotes, uh, yeah. like in 2021, but we were doing it. I don't know. Like you were probably doing it way before me too, but like, I don't know, 2017, 18, 19. And that just feels like a, I mean, it is years ago at it's this point. It's a whole point, other but... lifetime. It feels like, even though it's very much a part of this one. Um, but yes. yeah, like that's a long time. I've been in this. It is. I've been in the improv community scene for twelve or thirteen years now, and nice. That's yeah. I don't know. I yeah. knew when I got to ten, and then after ten, I always am like, I don't know, ten years, and then I'm like, yeah. oh no, a lot of years about <laughs> <have> it. <laughs> yes, I um I took my first class at UCB ten years ago. This coming september so i'll probably be doing a very similar <gasps> thing i started too. in september too but like did you really but like three years before that. <laughs> who did you have for your first class do you remember i do remember you'll never forget your 101 teacher you don't you never forget your first i had johnny meeks who did you have that's a i feel like I, uh, johnny would be a lovely st- uh, first uh instructor absolutely um i had josh simpson who all i felt the same way about oh yeah yes um <laughs> I remember like made for a really great one-on-one instructor because was he was just supportive and like wanted to foster fun and encouragement because you're not doing too like it, that's really all the first class I feel like is about again yeah. I haven't taken it in 10 years so who's to say who's to say but I assume it's got to be about I mean obviously you're starting to teach basics but mostly you're trying to just make people feel comfortable yeah comfortable like l- get those building blocks of supporting each other yeah some basic and kind yes of highlighting like oh like yeah that's it like that, and yeah, whatever that like you see how you <laughs> knew that was funny that's good that's good yes <laughs> do that cause, again because as soon as you try to pursue being funny you immediately go into this like black hole where you're like what is funny <laughs> yeah like, i've never been funny <laughs> i've never been funny um, i don't know what it is and it's hard to find Yes. And then eventually uh, you're like, I know exactly what it is. 
Totally. I don't even. Uh, have to and now we're flaw. We're both yeah. flawless improvisers. I've never made. Uh, never have made a mistake on stage. Are always perfect and hilarious. Um, um. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, you said it. I'll be. Yes. I. Well, I guess I did. You're the one who uh, said it. So. <laughs> um. Thank you. I guess. <laughs> you're welcome. Um. Well, so you know that's how I know you, of course, and what's like contextualize our friendship and knowing each other throughout the years, but. What do you want to share with the listener about yourself that we maybe haven't said, or is there anything else, anything you want to plug up top? Plug up top? Sure. Whoa. Like. can also plug at the end. Oh, it feels so weird to start plugging away. Hey, you know, you live your plug, life. Plug, plug, plug. <laughs> well, I mean, I wouldn't say that I never make a mistake, but I do think that I'm at a point where it doesn't matter. Like... <laughs> I don't like that's not what I'm focused on I think I trust myself to just bring me and I'm having a great time at UCB so if you ever want to come see me at a show at UCB I guess I'll plug those now please please I'm on Herald's with Ghost some Mondays don't know which isn't it so weird how we have to say that now i like, used to be able to say every, every Monday. Monday you could come no not anymore that's not true <laughs> sometimes but you can check the schedule on a Monday, and if Ghost is up, I'll be there. And um, uh, I'm in a monthly show called The Dating Game, which is very fun, and it's half yes. queer singles doing like a dating game, and then a bunch of us queer improvisers, some of us single, um, then, do, <laughs> <laughs> then do improv based on that. Um, and the first two Fridays of every month at 10 p.m., I'm up. The first Friday with Queer World, and the second Friday with Boost Boost, which is a great uh, all Iranian team of cuties. I love it. I think I'm. I think I came to see you in February or March. W- one of those. Yes, um, you did. And it was so funny and good because I love the three of you. You, Payam, and Kimia. Kimia, who was like guest like eight on this show, like oh. <laughs> many many moons ago. But what a great team! So like people definitely should should go see all of those shows. Yeah. It's a it's a great time, and um, they're all really special in their own way. Uh, Boost Boost is very very special. It, I, you know, uh, getting to play <laughs> and play our like Persian family type characters, yes, and things like that. You know, that's not going to come up in almost any other show. Um, totally. So it's really it's really nice. It's a it's an absolute blast. Um, was there anything else you wanted to shout out before we uh, keep moving on the show? Um, you said anything else you don't know about me? Is that what you said? Hey, what, hey, it could be nothing. It could be something. Whatever you'd like. I don't know. Whatever you feel like sharing with whoever's hearing us at this moment. You can find me at a lot of farmer's markets. <laughs> Killer. I make a main visit to Hollywood on Sundays. That's, in my opinion, the best one. But, you know, everyone has their favorites. Um, and then... I make it to as many other ones for real short visits throughout the week. I go to Silver Lake, LA River, uh, Echo Park. <laughs> um, yeah. Every once in a while I'll go to Atwater instead of Hollywood Sundays. So uh, all I'm going to say is farmer's markets are cool in the city and you can find me at one. So look for a siding out there, folks. <laughs> uh, well, Thank you for sharing, you know, a little bit about yourself and letting us get to know you better. Um, but before we jump in to your history with video games in general, mm-hmm. will you please introduce what you've brought on today and call me by your game? Okay. I have brought Wizards and Warriors. Can't from wait. From the original NES. 
I'm really excited. It's going to be fun. Uh, it was it was truly a lot of fun to read. There's at least some games people bring on are like incredibly well known, and I barely even need to research. Sometimes people bring on stuff that is so obscure that I'm like, where is their information about this game? This one is a nice middle ground of uh-huh. I there's enough information out there. I didn't know a ton about it, but it was really fun researching, and we'll get into that uh, in a little bit later. But um, why don't you tell me, Ruha, like if like the genesis of you being into video games, um, do you remember like first taking an interest, or were they just around when you were younger? Um, well, like I always liked going to the arcade. Mm. My uncle, um, <laughs> we had one of those like Persian families where like my grandmother and my uncle lived with us. Uh, mm-hmm. So a, a very average one. <laughs> um, <laughs> so my uncle would like hang out with us a lot, me and my mm-hmm. younger sibling. And like I basically was our second dad, like just was taking us to do stuff all the time. And um, and he would take us to arcades and stuff, and we loved that. He would take us to, like, we grew up here in Santa Monica, so mm-hmm. he would take us to one in Westwood that might still be mm. there. I don't know if it is. And it was because they had all gone to, like, UCLA, so he knew it. <laughs> he knew this arcade. And yes. I would watch him play Rampage. Oh, my gosh, yeah. And then I would play Rampage, and I would play, like, Galaga. And I'm also a pinball head. I've always really enjoyed Ooh. pinballing it up. Um, so yeah, that's probably my first, like anything close to it. Right. Yeah. And then, um, and I feel like it's so early. I feel like I have a memory of going into this arcade in Westwood very much at night and being so small <laughs> like, <laughs> like, and with a bunch of adults who are playing arcade games. Cause that is, it's more adults. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I don't. I like I couldn't have been three, but for some reason I feel like I was freaking three. But no, for sure mm-hmm. Abdi was alive, so I was at least seven. Gotcha. Um, but that would make Abdi like four. Um, but yeah. Anyway, it, it just everyone felt so huge, and I felt very short and small, and like looking at all <laughs> these big games, and it was so fun. And then I had a friend, like, and our family didn't like. I would. They would have never thought to get me a game system. Mm-hmm. It it wouldn't have come to them. But I definitely had one by the time I was in elementary school because I was playing with a kid up the street. Um, sorry, my cat's here. If you hear meow, that's It's okay. I saw like some... And I, I, there's, I, a, there's a very clear tail there. There's a clear tail now. There's a clear head. <laughs> also adorable. What's your cat's name? This is Eris, E-R-I-S. Please don't nudge the mic setup. Eris. It's okay. She's a headbutter. She can't help it. Oh, mine too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I have her and Nix. Um, gotcha. Look at this little curly cute it's tail. It's cute. Okay. <laughs> it's like cartoonishly, <laughs> uh, like Eris is invisible, but the tail is. It's so funny. It is very cartoonish. Um, so, yeah, I had gone over for like a play date at this kid. <laughs> Okay, so I was friends with this kid up the street. I grew up yeah. in Santa Monica. Uh, and friends. W- when I say friends, I don't know if I really had any friends growing up. They were all sure. my bullies. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> but we would hang out and stuff. I guess yeah. maybe I did. But that's for another That's for another time. But all, sure. most of them that I remember having to go spend time with, I was, like, a little scared of them. And yeah. I felt like they were, like, 
putting me down a lot and whatever. Kid but friendships I was like, could be okay. like complicated <laughs> yeah. and cruel sometimes. Yeah. So I I get what you're saying. Yeah, uh, toughened me up, and then I became the bully. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. The thing you um. swore to destroy. <laughs> Um, but yeah, this kid was, this one in particular, her dad made, like, produced or somehow was involved with all the Revenge of the Nerd movies. Oh. Hmm. <laughs> Which I saw because I was at their house. I definitely, my family would have not wanted me to see those. Yes. Um, and yikes. <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> And, um, but she had an NES and, mm. uh, we played and I was like, oh my gosh, I want this. So I, I'm the one who was like, family, family, please, please. <laughs> like, um, and they eventually gave in and like, or maybe it was my birthday or something. And they were like, this is what we're going to get them. And we went to like, I don't know, maybe price club or I, I don't remember where it was, but it was one of those big places where they have lots of sure. stuff and they had some deal on one and they're like, okay. And All we got right. it and they didn't buy me any other games. We just had the super Mario brother duck hunt combo that it comes oh. with. And that's all we had forever mm-hmm. for like a really, really long time. And it was just a special thing for like a birthday. We'd get one game, one more game. You know? <laughs> like, Absolutely. So yeah, uh, that was, and I was very into that Nintendo Entertainment System. Yeah, we we had talked um a bunch leading up to this about you know to deliberating to pick the right game for you or the one that at least you would discuss for this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, outside of Wizards and Warriors, what are some other NES titles that you want to highlight while we're still talking about that system? Well, obviously, I did love the original combo because me too. It was all very I had. Special. So mm-hmm. yeah, I truly was obsessed with. Super Mario and Duck Hunt. I was really obsessed with that one level where if you just keep hitting that turtle shell, you can like max out your lives and points. And yes, I think one time I glitched the game out and I was like so proud. This was like a hero moment as a kid. You were like, Yeah, <laughs> I glitched out Super Mario, like because it can't go over a certain number. And yeah, I guess I'm I too it. good. I guess I'm just so good that I made it go over. <laughs> so, <laughs> but you never knew that what would happen if all the numbers are done so actually the game just and like all that happens is the game restarts <laughs> yeah it's it's actually bowing out because i'm so good yeah <laughs> and then after that i was just like Ning. i would never go past that point without being like you gotta do it yeah i'll kill that's myself so fun. and go back before i move on <laughs> yes um and then i so many like I really liked, I remember liking Kid Icarus a bunch and I made the mistake of giving it to a friend as a birthday present because they had been like, we want Kid Icarus. And I was like, okay. And I'd been invited to this, like, make your own Sunday birthday party. Again, I'm bullied by everyone I know at school. So I'm trying to make a good impression. And I'm just like, mom, dad, it's the only thing that she said she wanted. (laughs) And like, we went to like, uh, Circuit City or whatever. And like, they didn't have it. And and it, the mm. thing was that day because they were like we'll just get it when we go and then sure i was like oh what am i gonna do and they were like well, we'll just give her yours and we'll get you another one and we found out the reason she wanted it so bad was because they didn't make it anymore no way and, and i was it was one of those things where i was like um huge mistake oh man that hurts for these bullies yeah <laughs> <laughs> what a nightmare. 
Um, and they weren't like, you know, straight out necessarily bullying or anything. It was just generally being like a Persian kid growing up in the 80s in white-ass Santa Monica. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. So, yeah, I guess uh, bully slash uh, general hateful. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. Anyway. Like a, a, a cultural, like, disdain almost. Uh, yeah, it was bad. It's bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's beyond bullying, but yeah. I don't, yeah, I just was like this outsider just being like, please, please let me just like me please just be nice to me yeah um and then yeah uh i liked metroid i liked Mm. uh the batman game i also was just obsessed with batman in general um yeah karnov i mentioned to you which was just this weird like buff swordsman yes weird game but i loved the zeldas i loved castlevania i loved super mario 2 i loved being princess peach and just i loved how far she could jump i was like this is flying and i'm flying yes um yeah and then tetris was great but tetris Uh became the ruin of my nes system because my persian grandma my dad's mom became obsessed with tetris and moved the system into her room (laughs) and would lock the door (laughs) i came down one day to play and it was gone and i was like where is it and they're like bye john watson now and I was like, what? They're like, it's by John's. And you're like, like, huh? Okay. Did I, like, dream that I, it was mine? Like, Yeah. And then, I mean, and then this is sad. And obviously, like, my grandmother's death was much sadder than all of this. Mm-hmm. But my grandmother passed when I was, like, I had just graduated high school. Mm. And eventually, like, everything, you know, that was just devastating, period, like, she had been with me since I was a baby. Like, yeah. you know, um, eventually I was like, well, can I at least have that? Yes. <laughs> they were like, Oh, we gave it away. <laughs> <laughs> After all that. I was like, that was mine. <laughs> yeah. It was mine. And you gave it to her. And I'm like, well, at least now I can have that. No. Yes. Um, but I don't know what I was thinking. There's no way that worked. I also loved, Uh, like, the dorky, like, I love the Wheel of Fortune and the Jeopardy and the, like... Yes. Oh, and, oh, man, Rad Racer? Oh, yeah, I know Rad Racer. Rad Racer, I was was in. I don't remember if it... I think maybe it was Rad Racer 2 specifically, because there's Mm. multiple Rad Racers. Hmm. I don't know. And the NBA one, whatever the... Old, yeah, there were a few squeaky graphic. <laughs> I had a I had an NBA game. Well, it wasn't an NBA game, but it was a basketball game for my NES cuz my parents would um yeah. uh get like cheap games from like this local video store like uh-huh. that were secondhand and um they got this game called Hoops oh. and it's the most generic basketball game you could ever think of. Yeah, I think we had Double Dribble and Cool. I, that one, I'm pretty sure that's what it was called. Yeah. And that one, it was like, you can play as the LA Lakers. You can play as, Ooh. you know, like you were playing as the these NBA teams. That's cool. And it was very bad and I was very good at it and I had so much fun. I was always very good at video games. Yeah. And I don't know, I was never competing on any professional level, but anyone yes. I would play, I would beat. That's killer. And I, I was like, I'm good at this. Yeah. And later you... in life too, like... I remember friends of mine being like, 
I don't like how good you are at these. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's really <laughs> off-putting. Like, I would go into, like, groups of dudes who were constantly gaming, and I'd be like, yeah, I'll learn this game and play. And they were like, why are you so good at this? Yeah. Maybe you're just sort of the chosen one I think for games. probably. I mean, people were calling me Neo. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Did you – so being such an uh, an NES kid, um, what followed after that for you? Did you get an SNES? Was that no. kind of your heyday? No, we had nothing else. My family oh, wow. gave it to my grandma, and then we never had another gaming system. Oh, my goodness. Um, that wasn't – you know, I don't know. There's not a lot of, like, allowance or toys mm-hmm. in my upbringing. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't really have a way to get it. I feel like I moved straight from there to, like, asking for CDs. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, that was the next thing that they'd get me is just music. Like Yeah. Um, that era was, like, over. Yeah. And hmm. it's not that I wouldn't. I would enjoy, like I said, like, randomly friends would have something. And I'd be like, ooh, what's this, Nintendo 64? Yeah. Obviously, I love Mario Kart. I love Mario Kart through every yes gaming system, but I only experienced that through playing at other people's houses. Yes. Um. Do so outside of Mario Kart. Are there other games that you experience in that way that you want to highlight, or you just yeah. like remember a, a a memory of? I mean, I remember Sonic being fun. Cool. And um, I think I remember like. Liking like Sky Fox is that a game? That was a game, right? There's Star, Star Fox. Star was Fox, it a sh- space shooter? It. Yeah, space shooter. Mm-hmm. There was an era where I was playing with some dudes and they all had that, and I got really into it. <laughs> oh, that game um, is incredible. <laughs> yeah, um, and I don't know, like it kind. Of, and then it's I I did by myself. One, I got myself an NES way later, but that was oh. – it It barely works, and I, I had this – like, someone was moving and had it, and I was like, yeah, I'll take it. And then I couldn't get it to work, and I just gave up on it. I was like, what yeah. was I thinking? And then I had a Wii. Um, oh, really? I, I still technically have the Wii. Yes. I, I haven't used it in forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I bought mostly old games on it. So <laughs> look, at, look yep. at us go. I did that thing where you just get the old games. And the disc reader stopped working because I did like the like Mario Kart that you could play online with people, which mm-hmm. I know now is on the Switch and what have you. But I haven't gotten a Switch. Like most of the way I play video games nowadays is with Oscar. Yes, I'll a just great be like entryway. Oscar, have me over. I try to talk Oscar into playing Mario Kart with me. Currently, Oscar just moved. And I think maybe the Switch system isn't set up yet or something because we haven't huh. done that yet. But we've been we've been playing this game. I believe it's called Immortality. Yes, the the it's like a video. Mm-hmm. I know this game. What do you think of it? I'm having a great time. It's yeah. It's cr- <laughs> isn't it? It's like really. It's it's a, such an interesting way that uh, to play a game where you're watching just like essentially three sort of full-ish movies and you're piecing together like a mystery yes you're piecing together yeah. how the how this person disappeared there's all this weird hidden stuff that i don't know i don't want to give anything away but like mm-hmm. one it's a game and a mystery and that's intriguing but it's also made really well like i was like this mm-hmm. is a great acting job <laughs> like, yeah like i would love to have worked on this we do yeah. have a friend who has a like little part in it and we're like oh cool like 
But I wonder if it's the same person that Teo knows. Probably. Because I think Teo recognized someone. Yes, I'm sure it's the same person. That's I'm so sure cool. It's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> um, but like you know, um, it's yeah, it's cool. It's and and a lot of the direction, like a lot of the cinematography and what have you. I'm like, this is good. This is yeah. good. This is a cool piece of art. Like it got a lot of a lot of buzz and recognition last year. Oh, um, great. And this direct, I don't remember the director's name, but he, they had done like a similar one or two games that were like made in a similar way of like essentially just like watching video footage. Like one is called Her Story. And mm-hmm. so I think this was probably like they had, uh, you know, um, had had a lot of practice at it. And this was just like a home run from them. Great, that's very yeah. cool. Oh, and yeah, I would have... along the way, I'm like, are we do? Is there anything we do other than continuing to watch these clips? <laughs> like, yeah, I guess not. I guess I'm like, do we input when we think we figured out the mystery, or no? We just watch enough that we're like, there it is. Like, so that's cool. But also, it's fully addictive. Like, we're both like, okay, mm-hmm. next clip. I was like, I the last time we played, I was like, I really have to go. I'm starving. And we, yes. we did like four more clips before. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> so I was like, okay, that's wait, how... wait, wait, wait. We have to follow this. Yeah. <laughs> that's how you know when a game really has its hooks in you like like many people i'm playing the new zelda right now and last night i yeah. kept just being like i wanted to watch the i'm, I'm finishing better call saul currently and i was oh, like oh yeah uh, i was like okay just one more little thing and then i'll watch the episode and i did that for about 30 minutes yeah so anyway yeah absolutely um i think that's <laughs> i think for myself i was like i shouldn't have a home system i can play it <laughs> all the time yes but i still i don't know i don't know if that was the right call or not because i there's a part of me that just wants to play games a lot of the time and i'm gonna do that in some aspect whether it's on a video game system or not but i do feel like it's less if it's on my computer or my phone and um currently like the type of gaming i do the most of is i play spades on board game arena awesome do you is that something you're playing uh, against other people or is it a computer? No, I play against other people, and I've gotten to know a lot of the other Spades players. We have a Discord. Really, of the Spades players? Yeah. Oh, that's so awesome! I started How during the you... pandemic. Oh, I was gonna ask. That's um, that's cool. I had never used Board Game Arena before, and then um, Ghost was having like a Zoom hang on the pandemic, mm. and Curtis asked. Like, like the dudes directly and then and i was the only other person there and then was like or whoever do you want to play and i was yeah. like or whoever i'm the only <laughs> other one here and it was so funny so i made my name whoever 69420 on board game arena find me <laughs> that's good <laughs> which now i play randomly and it's such a people are like what is this name and i'm like well it was a very funny joke well, let me let you in on this on this uh, funny thing. Yeah, I just—it's like if we were hanging out with Oscar and Kimia, and I was just like Oscar, Kimia, or whoever. Do you want? Yeah, <laughs> like, like it was so intimate and just. Do like you mean that. me? And I was like, "There's only me." Like what? that's so fun. Probably just like stumbled over himself <laughs> in the moment, realizing what was going on, but didn't want to be like and Ruha. Yeah. <laughs> Or didn't want to put pressure on me that I had to play or something Maybe. weird. Like thought the yeah. other ones would want to, and I was like, I'll play. Yeah. <laughs> um. 
And anyway, so that was my first time playing. I play, We played, like, stupid stuff with them, like, ink and gold. Like, very simple, straightforward game. Just, we were like, yeah, let's do a little game hang. And then, yes. and then Blake Wilding, yeah. who is currently on Herald as well. Shout out, Blake. Um, Blake. Blake was throwing game nights and playing on there. Uh, somehow put together that I liked card games or something. And I don't... I honestly now I'm like wait how did we start playing spades did we start separately or together I want to say together mm. um I think maybe yeah like a few of us were like oh let's play a game of spades that all knew each other and then I was like I forgot how much I like spades yeah so then I started playing with randos and then Blake at one point Blake's the one who first like made friends with these other strangers on board game yes Arena. and blake invited me to this discord and oh. i was like okay <laughs> and they started like voice chatting on there and like becoming real friends and stuff and like i became real friends with all these people during the pandemic <laughs> that's really lovely <laughs> it's really cute and um blake and one of the other members and myself all live in the la area so like mm-hmm. we got together and met and played games and like she's a lovely person who like supports like loves to come to our comedy shows oh and, like it's like so cute and like and then other people came and like visited like la became like the hub because the three of us yeah. were here so we had like a spades convention where like everybody came last summer to meet and hang out and play and it was really cute that is like the most positive meet someone people a group of people <laughs> online story i've ever heard well also yeah for the like I, i'm 44 so i grew up <laughs> don't tell the industry that but yes um, industry you didn't industry, hear that you didn't hear that um you're not you're never <laughs> supposed to say your age um, but i grew up in a time where you know like like even first on this discord like when they asked me to voice chat and stuff i was like um (laughs) yeah i i was just like no i don't know like a lot of mistrust of strangers on the internet totally and then and then i remember them being like we're friends or excuse me eris oh eris she fully stood on the keyboard (laughs) and it was making crazy noises (laughs) on Um, your end yeah hopefully that's not Okay, so um, what was I saying? Oh, oh, just I think just oh, meeting yeah. this lovely group of people on spades. Yeah, and but also like being open to like becoming friends with internet strangers, like that was something to get over. Yes, was like no, you don't do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, was that's like, not okay. And <laughs> I was like, oh no, they they seem harmless, I guess. But like the first times that they were talking about meeting, I was like, I won't be there. Um, totally and then they were coming here and i was like even when they were first coming here i'm also i have health stuff i'm a, i'm a little immune compromised and mm-hmm. i was very careful through the pandemic so when they were first yes. talking about like having a convention i was like well i'll come say hi outside and masked you know but i'm not gonna spend a whole weekend with y'all or yes. whatever but by the time it happened i went and hung out with them completely but um but yeah it was so like and I remember them being like, we're friends. And I was like, we're friends. What these are people, you? We are. Wait, these people are my friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, was I, like, get, I, I have all these blocks to it because I'm totally. like, no, you are internet strangers. But I'm like, but you're right. I talk to you every day. Yeah. I'm not I, talking to anyone every day right now. <laughs> like, yeah. 
that apprehension is so relatable and is so valid. Um, but I'm also really glad that you took a step uh, of bravery and it worked out great. Yeah, completely. I just kept being like, it's okay. Like, mm-hmm. I wasn't going to give anyone my address or my phone number, although eventually, totally no problem. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> these people are also kind and generous and want to send you, like, a gift or a treat. You know, like... The they're actually they're in your kitchen right really now. Nice. They do hold knives and stand in the kitchen. <laughs> it's Which very off-putting, but people are nicer than I was giving them credit for. That's lovely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was just wow. like, no, uh, chat room, don't tell. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one do sentence every few days <laughs> is my level of comfortability. Uh, that's really lovely. Um, Ruha, is there is there anything like any other aspect about your history with gaming that you uh, didn't get to share today before we um, move on? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Um, well, in that case, we'll go ahead and take a quick break. And then when we come back, we'll talk about all things Wizards and Warriors. So I will see you on the other side. Okay, bye. Bye. Welcome back to Call Me By Your Game. Of course, I, Connor McCabe, am here with Ruha Taslimi to discuss Wizards and Warriors. Ruha, welcome back. Thank you. You are so welcome. Um, Like I was telling you before the show, uh, before we hear about your personal history, I'm going to do just a little table setting about this game. And if you want to jump in at any point um, and share some other important factoid about the game, uh, you have permission. So feel free. Okay, Um, great. Of course. Uh, so Harris here was I go. just trying to lay on the keyboard again. So I noticed I the keyboard it. shifted positions, and I, I was like, I've been there <laughs> before. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, without further ado, uh, Wizards and Warriors is an action platform video game developed by Rare and published by Acclaim Entertainment and Jellico uh, for the Nintendo Entertainment System. It was released in North America in December 1987 and in Europe. In, on uh, January 7th, 1990, the player controls Kuros, Night Warrior of the Books of Excalibur, as he sets out in the kingdom of Elrond to defeat the evil wizard Malkil. Uh, Malkil holds the princess of Elrond captive in a castle, Ironspire, deep within the forests of Elrond. The player fights through forests, tunnels, and caves while collecting keys, treasures, weapons, and magic items. This is Rare's second NES game after Slalom, which was, a, as you can probably guess, a skiing game. Um, mm. And in the months surrounding its North American and European releases, Wizards and Warriors was featured in several game magazines, including Nintendo Fun Club News, Nintendo Power, and Video Games and Computer Entertainment. It was praised for its graphics, sound, and difficulty, and its arcade-style gameplay. In 2010... Retro Gamer called it a unique experience for the NES gamers in 1987 uh, that was technically well ahead of other games for the console at the time, um, but attributed its uh, relatively low difficulty to allowing unlimited continues without penalty and more of an accessibility option for players. Um, Lastly, Wizards and Warriors was followed by three sequels. Uh, The first was Iron Sword, Wizards and Warriors 2 in 1989, Wizards and Warriors X, the Fortress of Fear in 1990, and then Wizards and Warriors 3, Kuros, Visions of Power 
1992. Um, that's all I really had to share as far as table setting goes. Ruha, is there any like bullet point that you're like, oh, before we move, we need to include this? Um, no, but is there any way we can listen to the music? <laughs> I don't have a way to pipe it in here, but I can did get to listen it? to Did you listen to it? I did, I did, and I will say the composer is David Wise, who also would go on to compose series like uh, Donkey Kong Country uh-huh. in that series. So kind of a famed composer that um, I, we actually did an episode on on our Patreon last year, like a little com- – sometimes we'll spotlight a composer in their work. Yeah. Um, but uh, we'll be sure – this episode will – it'll close out with – a great Wizards and Warriors track. I I assure yeah, you. Yeah, I was gonna say let's let the people hear this music because yeah, they've got. I to. was truly spellbound by it. Yes, it's some good stuff. Um, um I, like it's one of the main things I remember being addicted to was hearing this one. Like yes. I, I think that's a part of all of them. Like you get really into the, like video game music is very good at like putting you in this sort of like <laughs> I'm in. I don't know. I'm under your your thrall of a uh, of da, 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 whatever it is. Like. Anyway, this one was a good one. Yes, uh, yeah. it's it's really good. Um, but let's go ahead and get into your history with it. Yeah. Do you said do it's you an easy game? I don't remember it being. Easy. <laughs> According to this, you know, here's when I was doing a little research. Yeah. I think the way I will editorialize is that a lot of NES games were brutally difficult and. I, according to what I was watching is that this game at least gave you the option to continue, um, from basically your last save point at any time, um, which was more than some other difficult games of the nature did. Um, cause like this is in a category cause there was like a lot of NES games that it was very fun. I could beat them. No problem. Part of the fun was like beating them in different ways, or you know, mm-hmm. like I would play it again and get through it. But then there were a ton of NES games that I don't, I don't remember ever beating, but I just yes. enjoyed playing uh-huh. them. And I don't even know if it was ever clear how I would beat it. Yeah, um, absolutely. I think that the same goes for Metroid. The same goes for that Batman game. <laughs> um, some of the higher up Zeldas, I definitely beat the original but mm-hmm. i don't Zelda know the two is notoriously really difficult and punishing yeah i don't know if i ever beat mm-hmm. it i enjoyed it but i don't i might have but i don't think so yeah like i think i only solidly know how to beat that first zelda mm-hmm. um yeah so uh but that wasn't it like there was something else about this that was pleasurable yeah. Do, um, do you remember even, like, how you came about to get this game? Was it one that, you know, you just got throughout the years? Yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't. I think maybe also there was a point where my parents, like, got a, like, if there were, like, sets of games. Or, sure. You know, like, because uh-huh. <laughs> I feel like there was just randomly an influx of, like, we got these random games. Like, yeah. Like, there was sort of a bulk a bunch of weird there could have totally been something like, at a store that yeah. was like two for this much or yeah. or like we're clearing these out sort of yeah. thing so i think it was just in the collection somehow and mm-hmm. i didn't know how um and they were just like you like these games here try these yeah uh, we got a deal on a on 10 random games or whatever Cause yes because we definitely had very random games that i had not requested but i think they were just like these were cheap and here we have them. 
I uh, have a similar thing where I wasn't allowed to watch The Simpsons growing up, but I do have a Simpsons video game uh-huh. <laughs> uh, for the NES specifically. And I'm like, how did that get Aaron. to us? Yeah. Um, well, so uh, you've talked about the music a little bit, and we can get into that more too. Yeah. What do you remember um, about playing this game back then? Okay, well, first of all, the distinct time that I remember playing it the most, um, I had gone to summer camp at Camp Cottonwood, and um, we were playing this game, Gaga, I think it was called. Huh. It was sort of a dodgeball in a... Like we, there's like a pen and like everyone's like throwing this ball and if it touches you, you're out. Yes. And the, and someone threw the ball and I like turned and it just like, I just missed it and they went, it went right by me. But Uh the camp counselor said, you're out, it touched you. And I was like, no, it didn't. And he like picked me up to put me on the side wall to sit. Yeah. Totally inappropriate. Oh my gosh. And nobody did anything about it. Everyone felt bad for him because he felt so bad. So anyway, he picks me up, puts me on the side, but misses cause he plops me and I fall and I break my head open on the like thing. No. And I was just like, Oh, and like, also he was wrong. I wasn't cheating yes. anything. I, I said the truth. I like, even it if, hadn't hit me. Like, even if you had lied, just, don't pick the child. Let the child play. Yeah. Uh, I had to be like 10 maybe. Yeah. At this not point. worth so it. So I think this is probably 89. Um, maybe I'm nine. I don't know. Somewhere in there. And then mm-hmm. um, and I was like, oh, and they were like, are you okay? And I was like, my head hurts. And then when I brought my hand forward, it was like bright orange because of the blood. Uh-huh. And I was like. <laughs> all I remember is like looking at this and also thinking like why is it so orange like yes I don't know it was so bright and everyone's like whoa you know the kid like oh, everyone freaked out they came to you know the camp counselor himself freaked out the uh whatever but like I remember my mom being was like, it like Poor a sleepaway guy. camp I remember my, no it was a day camp I day camp gone on the bus and gone home so they called my mom to come get me and she was like oh that poor guy and I was like <laughs> even your mom and i guess i was like i guess like i was like i don't know he shouldn't have done that though yeah. like now i'm like yeah you shouldn't have done that that was totally inappropriate to pick me up to aggressively throw me down like yeah because he was also very aggressive about the whole thing like no you're a liar you're out you're you know i was just like what's happening like um i'm a kid and we're yeah. playing a game at a day camp like uh yeah so anyway and then broke my head open and everyone's just like are you okay to him <laughs> like, like i'm confused like, here. you must not be okay i think yeah. no one like i don't want this dude to lose his job or whatever so maybe sure. that's where it was all coming from but like mm-hmm. yeah um so anyway they take me i didn't go back to camp uh, i don't think maybe i went for the very end but i was i had to be home for like over a month wow. I had, they took me straight to the doctor they had to shave my head and like mm. put in whatever six stitches and like it was very painful yeah. <laughs> the whole thing was really painful i had like a full head wound i wore like this bandage on my head for months and like they also were like, you cannot, it'll like re-break. Oh, like I was very nervous after that about like falling down. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, one of the things was I basically had to sit put. So I 
was home and one of my main go-tos was Wizards and Warriors. There was something about it that was like really soothing to me during that. Hmm. And really like uh, uh, the night that you play like turns all these different colors. Uh-huh. If you eat, like, I don't remember how. I don't remember if it was like a gem I took or like, yeah, you know, but it can be like this bright pink color. It can be like, yes. and it was like magical and like, also it just looked cool. Like it was just like a night jumping around through trees and magical worlds. And I just was like, yeah, this music, this night's turning colors. I'm finding these keys. I'm whatever this world is, is soothing and enchanting and, and ouch my head. Yeah. It came yeah. at the, it, it hit you at the right time. Yeah. That's really great. It's, I mean, even looking at the game today, compared, this isn't, this is like a early to mid, gen, like, time of when the NES was out. So it's not like, uh-huh. oh, Super Mario Brothers 3, which came out essentially, like, as the Super Nintendo is about to launch. It's a right. late gen right. game that was fully optimized for the system. This game looks. Which I never had. I never had Super Mario 3. I only oh. played it at other people's houses. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I that's one that I also um didn't have. We had one and two, but my grandparents had three mm-hmm. out in, in St. Louis, so when we'd visit them, that was like one of the things I was most excited about going out there was playing three. Yeah. Wow. Um but anyway, it all that to say is that like I could even say looking at it now knowing NES games well at this point, it's a really good looking game and it's really like colorful as you said and entertaining. Yeah. And yeah, and I really like I don't know. I I'm guessing I was a little concussed or something. Like I <laughs> like I was like <laughs> I had head trauma <laughs> that I was yeah. recovering from. Mm-hmm. And but there wasn't a lot I could do and it was this nice thing where I was like uh, like it engaged me. It totally. helped me pass the time cuz I was like kind of stuck. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's And funny I be- and I couldn't do like I, I like, I don't think I could really read during this mm-hmm. time. I don't think I... There was, like, a lot I couldn't do. I was kind of like... I was just a couch potato, and this helped me be a good one. Yeah. Um. Do you remember, like, where the system was set up at your home and, like, what that room was like? Can you do any scene painting for me? Okay, yeah. Um. So, <laughs> we're in this Santa Monica home that was probably built in, like, 1900. Um, wow. Wow. Uh, you know, it, we're close enough to the ocean that everything has a little mildew in the air. Um, uh-huh. and, um, and, like, a place that you never had to have air conditioning because it was just cold and castle vibes a little yes. bit. Like, it's an old Spanish home, but a lot of tile, a lot of stone mm. um, in the entryway. But we would enter the home in the entryway. You'd go, like, to the left through, like, a breakfast nook kitchen and then there was like the family living room like from the direct doorway if you go to the right there was like a formal living room but this was the little like family living room yes and there were shuttered windows all around the periphery and and the back door was there and the back door was like a it was a two-piece back door it was one that you could like open the top half to keep the bottom half closed yeah like hello (laughs) um or to let in a breeze as if it was a window so it had like a double latch thing and the shutters you know a lot of times were closed because it would get very bright during the day and they were white painted hard shutters and at this era i believe 
I don't know if this is before my mom went shabby chic in there, but we had like a, there was like a carpet. There were these like big, there was like a big main couch right in front of the TV. Mm-hmm. Um, like <laughs> there was also a weird mini bar behind the couch. Oh, I, interesting. Like, off that back door, there was like a built in bar thing that my family doesn't drink or anything. So I don't know. It was just there. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and then the couch was like a few feet in front of that so that there was walkway from behind when you came in. And then the TV was against that wall with all the sun behind it. I don't know. Yes. <laughs> with all the windows behind it. Later that changed, but at this point that's where it was. And we had a glass coffee table that both my sibling and I broke our eyes on <laughs> like <laughs> they slipped and fell into it oh uh when uh when they were like really little and it was scary um and the family blamed me because i was in the room i, I don't know i was constantly getting like <sighs> you're, you're <laughs> they were not like... <laughs> you're you're getting blamed. You're not getting empathy when you are the one who's hurt. <laughs> no, yeah, and that's a common theme. They would just they I think they would be scared that they let this happen and sure. then they'd always be like, Ruha, you are the older sibling. You are in yes. charge." <laughs> and I'm like, "In charge how?" Like, Abdi literally got up, took a step on a magazine, slipped, and crashed into the table and I came and got you right away. Like, I don't know. Like, I can't yes. stop Abdi from slipping. I you probably left the magazine on the floor. Like, that's, that's so not funny. My magazine. Like, <laughs> But I'm just a kid. I'm just like, okay, so I'm getting yelled at and they're rushing Abdi to the hospital to get stitches. And then with me, Abdi like wanted a quarter or something. And I was like, no, get off me. And Abdi literally like jumped on me and then accidentally pushed me into the corner of the thing. And, and like Abdi did it, but Abdi also didn't like the sight of blood. So Abdi sees the blood, starts crying and runs to my mom crying. And then my mom is like, we're not going to go to the hospital for that. And literally puts a bandaid on my eyebrow while comforting Abdi. And I'm like, <laughs> what is happening? You're like, I don't like this pattern here. I, but I was, con- the, the, I was constantly arguing about like <laughs> for myself and being like, this is not okay. Like there's such a double standard here. And they yes. would just be like, you should be a lawyer. And I'm like, no, I'm not interested in being a lawyer. I just want to be treated fairly. This is like sounds so familiar to me as an older sibling uh it's it's just me and my younger sister and i got that so much too like oh you're so good at negotiating like maybe you should be a lawyer or like yeah. you should be a lawyer someday and i was just like that's not if i ever express that's something i want <laughs> no. so just hearing you say yeah. that i'm like oh i'm feeling closer to you and like oh, relating to that too i'm so Gosh. glad i mean i'm sorry that we both went through that yeah but like what a frustrating way to be treated oh you have an opinion you're logically arguing something you're asking good questions yes the way we're gonna shut you down is just like not acknowledging any of that but continue to be like you should be a lawyer i wonder interested in doing (laughs) yeah i wonder if that's like a like was maybe our family's way of sort of grappling with that logic and the like uh being I don't know, being right feels like a weird thing to say, but just being reasonable almost and measured, is that a way to say, I don't know, 
of, guess, instead of just being like, you're right, uh, sorry, we screwed up or whatever. Right, because I don't think they could ever do that. I don't yeah. think that it was – they would, they're never going to own it. They were never going to fully acknowledge it. <laughs> but they were hearing us make smart enough points that they yeah. were like, yeah, I can't argue that with you anymore. You're making a good point. So instead yeah. I'm just going to tell you you'd be a good lawyer. Yes. But I'm not going to actually say sorry or change anything. No. Like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> and I'm just like, what? That said, you and um, I should uh, definitely start a law firm after okay, this. Okay, I uh, think so. And I Tus- think they were Tuslimi right. Tuslimi McCabe and Associates or whatever. Uh, <laughs> oh, McCabe um, Tuslimi and Associates. That's fair. I, I I would love to play second fiddle and in, in, sort of in the shadow. I, I put you first. Oh, I didn't hear you say McCabe. I thought you just said Tuslimi and Associates. And I was like, yeah, that's fine. That works no, for I me. No, I switched the order. I switched the order because you, you put me first. Oh, look, we're, you know what? We're not only okay, you know lawyers, what? we're sweeties. We're sweeties. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm sorry, I totally made that about me, though. I just, like, really resonated no, with what is. you were sharing. It's so true. I'm so yeah. glad you told me that. Yeah. yeah. My gosh. But, like, so, yeah, this epic living room through uh, this coffee table that sliced both of our little eyebrows open. And, honestly, I'm not upset that they didn't fix mine. I'm only upset that it didn't live, leave more of a mark. I would love that full yes. eyebrow cut mark i would love yeah. to be luke perry but instead it i don't even know if i could figure out where it is anymore i think i think it's on this one yeah anyway <laughs> <laughs> so it turns out my mom was right i didn't need anything more than a band-aid <laughs> yes god that's so f- like uh-oh this really came uh, full circle in a way we didn't expect um and that had to be later, I think. Yeah. Although time on everything is really funny. But yeah, so I, uh, uh, and, and it, the couches had these like slip covers that, okay, the, sure. that was what was like shabby chic about it. They were like very peachy and had something floral and they were sort of thrown mm-hmm. over what used to be, am I, I, I want to say it was like a jacquard fabric, but I could be pulling that out of my ass. Mm. Well, I couldn't even tell you what jacquard fabric is, so I'm just going to believe you. Neither can I. That's <laughs> the crazy thing. Okay, there we go. But for some reason, that's the word that comes, and I might be right. Yeah. It well, was like we'll be... sort of a quilty, textured. Uh, it w- Was it fully textured? It was a brownish, mm-hmm. brownish thing with like this black pattern, and the black pattern was sort of a circles meets hexagons. Hmm. Uh, maybe... Oh, jacquard. <laughs> right? That's... I don't know why I pulled jacquard out of my butt. I well, honestly, I liked it. Do you mind if I look up jacquard? <laughs> I think we have to do our due diligence here. I think I have to. Yes. Uh, jacquard fabric. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. Technically, any fabric that uses the weaving process. <laughs> Wait, hold on, hold on. Well, so you could I still be right. right. So maybe I was right. You know what? We don't know that you were wrong at this point. Okay, jacquard fabric refers to any type of pattern that is woven directly into the material rather than embroidered, printed, or stamped onto the fabric. Jacquard can go. be any type of weave and can be crafted from any type of yarn. I think maybe it was. Well, look at that. And folks... That's why we uh, we we stick to our, our guns and arguments here at uh, at the at the firm. Uh, and I will be honest about something. 
I have a yes. lot of trauma from my childhood and a lot of it's sort of a blackout. But yeah. as I was describing the slipcover and trying to recall the fabric underneath, it came to me in phases. And then I suddenly could see it by the time I was describing okay. the brown and the images. So that was an interesting exploration for me personally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it is interesting on this show, like what can be unlocked for people just thinking back. Because some a lot of this stuff, like many of us haven't thought about or had a reason to think about in so long. So us getting to the bottom of the fabric uh, is not something I would have expected, but is really tickles me. <laughs> But for, honestly, just me being able to see what was under the one from before that slipcover, yeah. I was like, whoa. Yeah. I just, wait, now I see it. Yes. I remember, uh, like, yeah. Unreal. And of course, like, I was surrounded by it for years. I, yeah. I, like, <laughs> um, but yeah, it, uh, memory. Memory is very interesting. That's, that is super interesting. Um, yeah. I, I want to ask you. Abdi would also go to that day camp, so I'm trying to remember if Abdi kept going. Oh, after when, the incident. Yeah, when I was stuck at home, I'm like, did Abdi just stay home with oh. me? Oh. Um, maybe not. Maybe that was also part of why I was like so absorbed in the game. Like I didn't have company. Yeah, like I, you... and we didn't get along great when we were kids. Like it mm-hmm. took a while to be like, oh, we're friends. Mm-hmm. We had a pretty typical like sibling rivalry going on. Me like, and my You're sister too. So I know that. Annoying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, I, which I feel terrible about older. I'm like, why was I against you? We were both suffering through this whole family. Like, yeah. All like you're. <laughs> I wish I had supported you and taken care of you through all of that. You know. Yeah. No, that's like stuff that I've talked to my – my sister and I have talked about it a little bit, but I more have talked about it with people where I've been like, sure, we both like – like she had her stuff, I had my stuff, but it's like I wish I would have been a more like loving uh, sibling, me personally, um, yeah. and less combative and like uh, – and antagonistic, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like not that we had like a – we didn't have a – we had a wonderful upbringing, but still there's just like – you know, stuff that comes up with families or life in general. And it's like, it's just something I think about from time to time. And she's getting married next month. So I've been thinking oh, about it more, I think. Yeah. Um, um, sorry again to make it about myself, but I can sort of relate to you there. I mean, listen, I'm not here to just talk about myself. So <laughs> let's give, <laughs> let's do a dive into what connects us. <laughs> And that is um, is why we do this. Um, can I ask yeah. you um, a little more about the game? I wanted to give you a chance to talk about the music too, because that was something that you remember enjoying. Um, yeah. Was it like? Did anything stood out, stick out to you? Do you just remember it being nice? I'm curious. I felt very enchanted. I felt mm-hmm. like I was under a spell. Yeah. <laughs> and. I know that, that, like, again, I'm like, yeah, that's what happens when you play video games. Like, those, especially those, I mean, maybe any, but I feel like a lot of those Zeldas and early Mm -hmm. Super Mario Brothers, like, that, you just hear that music, like, all the time because you're playing that game all the time and there is this thing that happens. But this one, I think this one is interesting, too, because I can't, like, I would have to, like, listen to the music and be like, oh, my God. That's why I was like, is there a way for us? I was kind of hoping to listen to it and have oh, it land on me on this that's yes. okay that's okay i should Ugh. have i should have prepared otherwise i should have just listened to it before to know what it felt like it's okay you know or i asked you 
ahead. We could have probably figured something out. Um, but uh, it does, even hearing, you know, as I told you, I got to hear some of it researching the game yeah. and watching some gameplay. But it makes me want to just, like, YouTube Wizards and Warriors music later today. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, I'm going to watch a YouTube of just someone playing Wizards and Warriors just so I can watch the game and listen to the music. Yes. it's That's a, it's, one of those games that I'm like, the Wii never had it or whatever, you know, like, and they're never yeah. gonna. And I'm guessing the Switch doesn't I, and would it, never. I was just thinking about that, which, because they have on the Switch, uh, like, an online libraries of their old consoles, but I'm mm-hmm. almost positive Wizards and Warriors isn't on there, but... Yeah, I feel like I they don't have deep cuts on those, right? Like, I think they, those are all big. They I guess will. they are kind of random ones, but maybe they're just not the ones I know. I, I think that's probably what Wii, it is. I, on the Wii, I was like, I haven't heard of some of these, and then, but they also don't have the weird ones I'm looking for. Yeah, I'm going to look it up right now. Um, uh, let's see. Um, yeah, it doesn't look like it is on uh the nintendo switch online but i'm sure there's a way to play it through an emulator on like a computer mm-hmm, or something mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. um well ruha i i feel like i've gotten to hear just so much wonderful stuff from you about this game today and of course just like the memories tied to it it's been has been yeah. uh really uh fun to hear whether or not some of it you know was like a little traumatic um yeah but before we move on to some uh, some segments I've prepared for you after the main event, oh, wow. do you have anything else you want to share about the game that you didn't get to? And if not, will you just wrap up your feelings about it? Yeah, I think it was <coughs> just like... I think it was a thing that made me feel like entranced and feel a little good and magical and... Mm-hmm. A, you know, in a hard world. <laughs> totally. <laughs> like, I'm going through that hard time in general but whatever like i've always been drawn to magical worlds and this was like one of those that yes i was like oh i want to disappear in this magical world for a little bit and that's nice um so yeah and and then i'm sure i i was also having fun i loved yeah (laughs) turning colors and trying to figure out what the hell i was doing and what was the land called elrond elrond yes yeah which I'm yeah. just thinking Lord of the Rings now. Yeah. And yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't a little, I, like, of course I'm into like D&D now and things like that. But like, there was always a little hints of what I liked. Yes. Um. Yeah. Awesome. Um. Well. Nights are cool. Nights dude, are cool. so sick. Uh, that outfit? How does he even see out of that thing? How does he even see? Uh, I mean, there's clearly a place, but... Um, that's true. <laughs> well. Well, thank yeah. you for sharing uh, this game and bringing it on to discuss today um, for the main event. That that was really fun to hear from you. But uh, let me guide you through our post-show segments, the first of which is the Fact Me by Your Game segment, where I'm just going to share a couple fun facts with you <gasps> about this game. Um, thank you. You're very welcome. These two facts that I have for you today, I sourced from a video uh, from a YouTube channel called NES Works by uh, Jeremy Parrish, um, who is a wonderful podcaster in his own right. Um, But this first one I have titled Worlds of Power Children's Book. Um, It's a little long-winded, so bear with me. But uh, 
Wizards and Warriors was one of several NES games to receive a novelization by Scholastic and made into a children's book. Were you aware of this at all? No! So it was one of eight books based on games from the system that were made, and they were also followed by two junior editions. I don't know why... I mean, they kind of they sound like junior ju- editions. Yeah, they had to make yeah. a junior edition of a child's book? That was my question, too. <laughs> um, so there were like 10 of these things. And producer of the book series, Seth Godin, said that one day when he talked to his nephew, he discovered that he didn't read for pleasure. Instead, the kid just liked playing NES games. So Godin decided to create books that appealed to children who also played video games. And uh, so I guess that he um, was the head of a book packaging company, created the idea, selected games to novelize, and found writers for the books. Um, and I guess contacted you know the publishers of these, of these games for approval. And Nintendo uh, negotiated uh, with Godin. Um, but I guess uh, the other video game... So the Nintendo proper games, that's why there's not like a mario or a zelda book right but other publishers like rare um or developers uh did successfully negotiate with scholastic books uh approving the project did did you ever have like a book fair scholastic book fair growing up yes yeah that's like so i heard that and was just like immediately transported back to those things absolutely like the event of a lifetime in elementary school is what it felt like yeah um so many books yes uh i remember um, it's where I like, I've probably talked about one of these stories, but I, where I got a yo-yo for the first time, cause you could buy like, a, I guess a yo-yo was like a school enough adjacent toy. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, that's the first fact. There's a wizards and warriors children's book out there. Amazing. Um, and the next fact I have is titled first in the West. Now wizards and warriors was not the first NES game developed by a Western studio, um, Rareware, uh, who developed the same game, had previously developed Slalom, which I mentioned earlier in the episode. Um, that was the first NES game developed by a Western studio, but Wizards and Warriors was the first one developed by a Western studio for a Western publisher, being a claim. Um, and I guess, oh. uh, yeah, so, you know, not the most, like, it's not that that's really an accomplishment in itself, but it is kind of interesting that it was... Like, so almost everything had, like, really come from Japan um, up to that wow. point. I didn't even know I was representing the West Side. Yeah, so, uh, you know, I mean, not I, just... I West Side till I die, but um, I do and live here... on the East, I know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I would never go back. But well, we're, still, we're still West Coast. Um, yes, absolutely. But, yeah, being raised, born and raised on the West Coast, growing up in Santa Monica, wow. It's hey, the right big... game. It's the right you... game. The West no game. wonder you were tied to it. Um like the West. That'll uh that'll do it for the fact me by your game segment. Okay, wow, I love those. They're, they're I was glad to find two fun ones because sometimes I'm really uh just grasping at straws. But um, <laughs> the next segment, the final one of the episode, uh, is the game recommendations. Now, uh, Ruha, Ooh. this is my one forced tie-in to the movie Call Me by Your Name, okay. where I am gonna treat Wizards and Warriors as your passionate summer uh, sort of unforgettable italian fling okay um, yeah and i'm gonna treat uh but of course you know like unfortunately spoiler the movie that's not gonna work out and you're gonna have to move on at some point to a new game no. and so like in most relationships i have three recommendations three sort of uh flings to set you up with that all have 
at least something in common with wizards and warriors okay. to give you a little familiarity. So sort of a nectarine to my peach. Of you, might say. you you absolutely nailed it. Um, so here are three that I've prepared for you today. The first of which is if instead of wizards and warriors, you fancy yourself some ghosts and goblins, I'll recommend to you a game called Ghouls and Ghosts for the NES. Do you know this game? No, I don't. This think I do. this game is it's a part of a, the Ghouls and Ghosts series, which is an incredibly brutal. Uh, arcade series where you play as a knight Mm -hmm. and you run through basically you're just running through the levels trying to survive and it's one really long game basically um and they're they they they, they've originally were called uh ghosts and goblins in in japan but anyway this is just another option for you ghouls and ghosts the second the second of which is is if what you really liked was the action adventure element of this game and that it that it, the platforming was difficult i'll recommend to you another nes game from rare uh battle toads do you know this game have you heard of this one that one sounds familiar but i don't think i played it but yes i definitely know the name battle toads it's an infamous nes game for being like brutally difficult um but and in fact, like if you you can play two players, but there's a glitch in the game that if you play two players, you can't get past a certain level. It just won't. <laughs> you can't win. So yeah, if that's your if that's your speed, then there's Battle Toads for you. And lastly, is if you just want another game where you can face off wizards versus warriors. That's the most important part to you. But you want to make it a little sporty. I uh-huh. recommend. NBA Jam, where you could just play as the Golden State Warriors and the Washington Wizards. Yeah, no, that's fun. It was like, uh, which system was that one on? Uh, I believe the SNES and the Genesis. Uh-huh, yeah. Um, yeah, a much more elaborate version of Double Dribble. Yes. Little... I mean, I'm so <laughs> glad that you mentioned... Too rich for my blood. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad that you mentioned Double Dribble, too, because I, I just, I feel better about the, the recommendation. Yeah, NBA um, Jam, I'm down to hoop. There we go. Um, but, not, but not on hoops. That was your game. Yes, it was. Uh, yeah. The most generic basketball game of all time. Uh, <laughs> so I'll wrap up the recommendations again. We have Ghouls and Ghosts, Battletoads, yeah. and NBA Jam. Um, Ruha, that'll do it for the game Rex. And that will actually bring us to the end of the show. Um, oh, my God. Wait, okay. So yes. obviously, I feel like, does everyone who talks about an NES game talk about the console and how much blowing and crunching you have to do the honestly we don't talk enough about blowing into the cartridge and that's the blowing we were referring to yeah right? i just like there's like a, i would be remiss to like leave us talking about gaming without mentioning the elaborate <laughs> um the elaborate uh traditions and uh requirements to yes. get a game to work and uh-huh. um and yes and uh a a series of blowing and crunching <laughs> because it was also that like the the load tray got weird you know yes. over time so you would have to be like no don't push it all the way in mm-hmm. uh, it's got to be a little to the front so that when you press it down it crunches and yes then maybe it'll start again and just do that, that one... over and over until it worked yeah like the NES in particular, it had like has that whole like you said that mechanism that load tray that like comes up. You then you gotta like set it down with the spring. You feel the springs go. Yeah. Whereas, yeah. 
I mean, I I still was blowing into cartridges on the SNES and the N64, but at least that's just like putting it in there and turning it on. Yeah, no, it's just blowing and making sure it got right in the weird right spot. Yeah. Which be- I feel like right away their own mechanism just would get a little lax or it yes. wasn't like making contact in the right ways. And so mm-hmm. I can uh, still hear yeah. the sound too. <laughs> and I felt like a professional of that. Like yes. I was like, I'll get this game to play. Yeah. And other Trust people would me. be like, whoa, the game's not playing. I'd be like, oh, don't, don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> It's like starting uh, a car with a specific start. <laughs> also, didn't we just need canned air? <laughs> that probably would have done right? it. Right? It's just like dust is in there. <laughs> and got but less moisture like... from our mouths on it. So, yeah. Um, well, again, thank you for bringing on Wizards and Warriors today. This oh, was so much fun to hear from you. Um, of course. Well, and I know and we Connor, plugged... I'll also pitch yes. myself for, you know, I don't know uh, if you ever want to play a video game, have me come over because that's the only way I play. Well, I'll have to have you over. We'll play a game and then I'll be like, how are you so good at this? Uh, and then to continue tradition. Yeah. And then I'll be a meanie. Um, no, you won't. We'll have fun. Yeah. Oscar's I... not mean to me about it. Yeah, Oscar's a, just a dang sweetie. Uh, also, Oscar's very good at video games. <laughs> yeah. I'm not threatening Oscar. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, Oscar, if you're listening, no threats have been made. Um, Including, I do have to say, <laughs> yes. there was like a time when I was playing Guitar Hero, and I was also very good at that. And not only was that frustrating to my friends, because like... They were like, what? But they were yeah. also musicians at that time. I was like really <laughs> tight with this band. And they were like, how are you better at this guitar game than us? Yes. Like, but also, like, I can't play a real guitar for crap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do have good rhythm, though. Well, hey, that's all it, that's yeah. all it takes in that game. Yeah. Um, well, I know you plugged some stuff up top. Mm-hmm. But uh, do you want to, like, uh, just reiterate what where people can find you and what you want to share with people on the way out? You can find me on Instagram at my full name. It's just at Ruha Taslimi. And yeah, those UCB shows I mentioned earlier. Killer. Very fun. You might see me on a couple things on Dropout. Like first two Fridays of the month, show up at UCB at 10 p.m. You'll see me. Hell yeah. I'll put links to uh, like each of the next shows once this one comes out um, for all three of those so that it's there. But um, I'll go ahead and I'll close this out with some plugs of my own. Great. Um, the show art for Call Me By Your Game is done by Glenn J. You can find him and his wonderful work on Instagram at Glenn with two N's dot J A Y. You can find me on social media at Connor underscore McCabe. And I stream on Twitch sometimes at twitch.tv slash cons is cool sixty nine. The show is produced and edited by Jeremy Schmidt. You should check out his podcast, Video Games, a comedy show, wherever you get yours. And lastly, again, if you like me and you like uh, my discussions with people on video games, check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash supernpcradio, where uh, by subscribing to our network, you get uh, bonus shows of me talking to people about video games. Um, I like to pitch people on the $10 DJ Toad tier. It's where... 95% of our subscribers uh, uh, support us at because you get three bonus podcasts every single week. Uh, That's 12 a month, so 10 bucks for 12 podcast episodes and not just our Pokemon Red, Blue, and Yellow Games Club, which is currently going on, but uh, once a month I do an episode with a group of people, and I just did one with Oscar. It's going to be coming out in June. Uh, The Call Me By Your Game co-op series. We've got an episode with Oscar and Courtney Benet's on Death's Door. But anyway... 
You can check a link in the show notes if you want to check out what we've got there um, for you. But that'll do it for this episode of Call Me By Your Game. We will see you on the next one. 